Friendship isn't the big things, it's a million little things. Welcome friends, to the A Million Little TV Shows podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I'll be delving into TV shows that I feel don't seem to get enough love. Over the course of the pod, we'll break down episodes and talk about my thoughts and feelings on the shows. Hello there, and welcome back to A Million Little TV Shows podcast. Hope you're all doing well out there. I know there's a lot going on right now. Again, I am currently recording this in November, and obviously everything that's going on in the world right now is just insane. So I hope you're all doing well. I hope your families are well, and I hope you're looking after yourself. Hopefully you listen to this, and it's just a bit of a reprieve from the norm of what's going on. Again. I've been ranting quite a bit within my A Million Little Things episodes, I know that. So we're going to get into a fun series today so that hopefully we can have a bit of a laugh and you can enjoy the final season of Dead Pixels. So this is season two and today we're going to be covering episodes one to three. Now just an update on me, as I've said several times now, I am currently injured my foot's doing better, but it's still sore, and um, I'm hobbling around a lot. If anyone knows a reference, I look a lot like Cactus Jack when Mick Foley plays him, just shuffling around with a really bad leg at the minute. But I am trying my hardest to just keep going. So anyway, anyway, let's get into the final season, season two of Dead Pixels. Episode one, Crates. They start the episode with the review of the previous season, where essentially they had finished Kingdom Scrolls and thought that the game was going to be done and that they were going to just go off, start their own new game separately and just have the memory of what it was. But then Usman tells them that actually there is a new expansion pack coming and now it's eight months later and it is launch day and they are super excited about all of this. So. They come out, they're singing, Meg and Nikki are just ecstatic about the whole thing. And Alison, however, is going along with it. She's happy to see them happy, but she is a realist. She is going out into the real world, as always, and and at this point is just getting ready to leave. And nobody knows really where. When, until Alison reminds them that she is heading to Greece for a week and tells them that she will see them in seven days. And it's at this point they both head off into their own bedrooms and that's it. They're going to sit and play this game until it is done. And according to Nikki, that is 500 hours. So they download and open the new game. And it is so exciting for them. They are just sat on the edge of their seats. They're watching every little bit that comes through. Until the point when, during the opening sequence, the main villain steps out and he is essentially a carp with legs. And Nicky straight away just loses interest and he just wants to get into the game. And as soon as he gets into the game, he starts just looking at some of the new features. And of course, this was in 2021, when loot boxes were just all over the place. And essentially, that is what's happened. They have as Nicky puts it, monetize the game, and he is now addicted. 
straight away before even opening a crate, he is addicted and instantly just says, well, that's my credit card and uh, and those driving lessons are going to be done because this is my new obsession. Meg tries to talk him out of it, but he's already gone down a black hole while Meg is questioning what the hell is going on with this fish-headed guy. So after a week, Alison comes home and she finds Meg sat in the kitchen and the flat isn't as she expected. It's not on fire and as she puts it, nobody's been wiping their arse on the tea towels. But when she actually sits down with Meg, Meg is just sat drinking gin straight and just doesn't look happy with this whole gaming situation. Alison goes to sit down and talk to her about it and Nicky comes out but he seems quite happy with what's going on with him right now. But when Alison inquires, he's, he basically tells her that he's spending around £60 on crates every day. And most of it is just shite. But some of it is quite helpful, but not enough to actually benefit him in the game. And he just keeps going, just unlocking crates and paying money. Alison begins to tell Meg about Greece and that while she was there, she met someone. But just as she's about to reveal who this person is or anything about him, Meg just breaks down crying and says, it's absolutely terrible. The game is horrible. They've just ruined the, the whole aesthetic of the game. And she talks about the fish people and how she just can't believe that they've done this to this game that she loved so much. And Nikki has already compared it to Fortnite by saying that they're just trying to get that Fortnite money in because they just want people to spend money on loot crates and stupid and dodgy fish characters. So Alison eventually manages to tell her a little bit about Greece and convinces her that maybe it's going to be okay, that maybe if she just gives it a try, she might get through it. She goes back and decides Alison's right, that she needs to give it a try, which she does. And as she's doing so, Usman is talking to them both and he tells them both that he has decided to change his ways in the way that he fathers his children after Meg asks about how his daughters are doing. And he says, yeah, they're doing great, but, you know, I'm just trying to be the best dad that I can be. He tells them that the youngest is about to start walking anytime soon. But quite clearly, the child has been walking for quite a while as she runs into the kitchen behind him. So it just shows how even though he has had eight months to wait for Kingdom Scrolls to turn up, he's not been doing a lot of fathering at all. Eventually they head into this village and Meg just cannot wait to see what this whole new aesthetic and this whole new world is all about. She is just wanting to adventure around the world and try and avoid these fish people. But as she does, all she is met with, these fish-headed people and... She just thinks, what the fuck is going on? And of course, it's at this point where Russell shows up. Russell is his usual naive, happy-go-lucky self and comes over and tells them that, that Drake has released an Instagram where he is basically showing himself playing on Kingdom Scrolls as one of these fishhead guys. And that's it. It's absolutely blown up. So they're going to be seeing a lot more fishhead people within the game because Drake has essentially fucked them. So Nicky's addiction has got way too much now. He is starting to sell his own possessions, just so he can start to afford kingdom crates. 
And when Alison asks him about the game, because it seems now that her nephew has got into it, he offers to help. He ends up killing the nephew and takes his kingdom crowns so that he can buy more crates. He has also ended up selling a watch that his parents gave him for his graduation just to afford more and more kingdom crates. So he's just getting desperate. Meg, however, has started to look at the fact that there's a lot more people in the game now, so she's trying to put a positive spin on it of, if there's more people, that means that the community's bigger and it means that the game is more popular and it's a good thing for the game. So she was trying to welcome these people as a elder, but all they end up doing is just abusing her and calling her old, and she just doesn't know how to take it. Usman, however, has now introduced his daughter to the game and has told Nikki that he knows a certain new player who is sitting on $40 worth of birthday money, essentially setting up his own daughter. <laughs> He's such a shit. And of course, Russell ends up being the naive one when Nikki shows him his Drake merch stand, where he ends up charging him, sends him inside a wooden shack, and then ends up setting him on fire. And this is all Nikki's master plan to get more and more, so he can get more and more kingdom crates. But eventually he realises that his diction has got the better of him, and goes to speak to Alison. However, when Alison tries to psychoanalyse him, he's just having none of it. So he just goes off merrily back to his game after asking her if she's got 89p. Just then, Meg enters the room and starts talking to Alison as well and realises that she doesn't want to play the game anymore. It's not her game anymore and that maybe she should just let the kids have it. Alison suggests that Meg comes out to meet Alison's new boyfriend because they're all going on a walk. So Alison accepts reluctantly, and when she gets to the walk, she barely even just starts walking before she ends up running back to the flat. When she gets back, she tells the guys that she's got a plan, and they're going to take their fucking game back. So what they end up doing is they end up opening this maze, which has the words Drake Concert on the outside, and they lure all these newbies into this Drake concert, where actually, when they press a button, all these monsters come out and start chasing these poor kids around and killing them and taking their Kingdom Skulls money and health. And this includes Usman, whose daughter from the back just says, Daddy, am I in the right place for this Drake concert? And he just smiles and says... Yeah, don't worry, he'll be on stage any moment now before a big monster comes and gets her. Fucking brutal. Guy's a fucking maniac. But God, he makes me laugh. The smile on his face. He's just a sick bastard. Fucking funny. Episode 2, The Chair. Alison hasn't seen Meg in almost two weeks. She comes into her room just to see her and tell her that the sunset looks really nice today, so maybe she should come and have a look at it. But Meg says, well, the benefit of having the room without any windows is I don't have to see anything like that. When she asks Nikki to go and have a look at it for her, Nikki basically says it's 2 out of 10, it's not even worth getting up for. And the actual scene outside is fucking stunning. Apparently it wasn't worth looking at. So. 
Alison is really starting to worry about her. Asks Meg what she's doing. She tells her that she's just making her character dinner. So when Alison asks, oh, what is she having? Meg tells her, like a, a venison fondue and all this luscious, incredible food. And then Meg starts eating a cheese string, to which Alison asks, what are you doing? And she says, well, I feed me while I'm feeding her, and that way I don't have to waste my day or any of my time, especially since I've just got a promotion at work. And Alison says, oh my God, you've got a promotion at work. That's amazing. She just says, yeah, apparently I'm so good at my job that they decided to give me a promotion. So Meg just seems put out by this whole thing. She's now having to work later because of this promotion. And then she just comes back home and gets straight back on it with the game. And Alison just cannot fathom what is going on. And just as Alison's about to leave the room and says, well, I'm going to go enjoy the sunset while it lasts, Meg just slowly turns to her and says, Alison, spoiler alert, but eventually the sun goes down in just such a fucking sinister way. It's unreal. So Nicky tells everyone that now he is pretty much broke because he's sold all his socks and his ties and everything that he's had up until this point. So he is essentially just out of money to buy loot crates. And during one of the missions, and during one of the missions, we say that he's actually selling his avatar's body for sexual favours to people out in Asia. I think he says it's a Korean businessman who is literally watching him through a first-person VR set and seems to be masturbating to him. So eventually Russell comes along and tells everyone that he is bored of his current character and that he actually wants to buy Nicky's character because he knows how broke he is and knows he would do pretty much anything for money. And while everyone is debating whether he should do it, he just tells them that he's going to do it anyway. That's 170 loot crates, so he'd be mad not to. So he tells Russell to wire him the money, and as soon as he does, he'll give him the login for his own personal avatar. And then Nicky tells them that he's just going to create a new character, and he'll just grind his way back up. And with all the loot crates that he's going to be getting, he's going to be fine. So this obviously involves killing a lot of just shitty animals that are basically there just to grind along and get points and get XP, and that's it. That's all he's doing. And when Russell comes and finds him and shows him what he's done with his character, Nicky is a little bit hurt by it, but he knows that it's not going to help him in the long run. It's not going to help his end goal of just getting loot crates. So although Russell has put tattoos all over the face of his character, he tries not to let it bother him too much. Meg, however, is having a rough time of it. During work, she's sat and she is also, again, eating another cheese string while she's feeding her character, and apparently her character is having truffles. But while she's there, she sees a guy at the water cooler and he's staring at her and smiles, and she smiles back. And later, when she speaks to Alison, Alison starts to worry about her because, because she found a chair in the shower. And she starts to question Meg about why... Meg is showering by sitting down 
and Meg tells her that she can stand, it's fine. But after a while, she gets she gets a little breathy. So maybe it's best that she just sits down and turns it around on Alison, asking her, what about you? Why do you stand up in the shower when you could be sitting down like in a bath? Alison also tells her that she's found a chunk of skin and she believes that it's Meg's. So Meg goes off on this rant and Alison tells her, look, I just want you to make sure you're looking after yourself as well as you look after your character. Alison tells her, you know, for instance, me and my new boyfriend, he is just banging me like a drum at a concert right now. It is unreal. And then Meg tells Alison about the guy she saw at work and tells her that there was definitely a stirring. Essentially, if anyone got near it right now, it would be like genital Hiroshima. Which fucking hell. Oh my god. I'm going to Hiroshima in fucking couple of weeks, and I just, I'm not going to get that out of my head now, am I? Anyway, so she's just, as she was in season one, horny all the time, but will just deny herself to play this game. And is now obviously having issues with sitting down in the shower and not taking care of herself at all. And, you know, this is what I've said before. I've lived with people like this when they're just not giving a shit about themselves and they're not taking care of themselves at all. And it's just, it's so sad to see. But... I'm so glad there's a comedy out there that made it look quite funny. But when you're actually living it, I feel so bad for Alison. So Nicky is now just grinding away, trying to get back to where he was previously, before he sold his character to Russell. And while he's just grinding away, all of a sudden this, what seems to be an angel, comes down and absolutely decimates his character, ending up pulling his guts out through his ass, And he can't believe what's just happened. And he tells everyone that he thinks that maybe he's in love. Usman, however, throughout this episode is now living in his garden shed by the looks of things. Because he has told his wife that he's flying out somewhere. But actually, his flight ended up being cancelled. So he's now living at home in his shed and sneaking back into the house at night to try and nick food and try to make sure that he is still living. The guy's a fucking maniac. Absolute maniac. Whatever Alison said to Meg has now got through to her. And she's actually started to look after herself a little bit better. She's drinking a lot of water and, and apparently her and Alison are going to the gym. She's training, she's trying to get a little bit better at her life. But this has obviously caused tension between her and Nikki. Nikki's pissed off with her because she's trying to make herself better. While he is just still sitting at home, grinding away. And chasing after this woman within the game. And every time he ends up meeting up with her, all she ends up doing is pulling his guts out through his ass. It's only later on that he's stood in a bar, or a tavern in this case, since it's Kingdom Scrolls. And he sees the girl across the bar, and he goes over and just waves at her on the advice of Usman, 
who has basically told him that waving will get him laid. So he's waved at her and waved some more and waved some more, and then he's ended up doing push-ups in front of her to try and impress her. But he's actually getting nowhere until the point when she actually starts to wave back. And Meg just cannot believe what she's seeing. Meg, however, is at work now and sees the guy changing the water bottles again and starts to glug down her bottle of water that she has recently just filled up. So because Usman ends up getting sloppy while he's living out in the shed, he goes into the house and ends up eating some cheese, which his wife starts to think that maybe they've got mice. So he tells her to ring an exterminator and they'll come out and sort it. Meg, however, ends up embarrassing herself. When she goes over to talk to the water cooler guy, she basically tells him that the whole tank that was there previously, she's essentially drunk. And he tells her that drinking too much water is dangerous for her. So maybe she should stop. And Usman hears the whole conversation and tells her that just... While you're there, just jump, because from what I've heard, you sound like you're about 92% water right now, and you're only meant to be 90%. So she starts to move around the office, and all she can hear is sloshing around, to which she later describes herself as, sounds like two people fucking on a waterbed. She asks the guy out, but he basically says, I don't think you should be drinking anything more right now. And essentially she just slinks off into what looks like the bathroom, which is probably the best place for her right now. Later on, Nicky decides that he's going to start getting into shape and doing things properly. So while loading screens are on, he decides that he's going to do 15 star jumps each time there's a loading screen on, but quickly gets out of breath. Usman ends up getting caught by the guy who's pest control. But as the guy walks in on him, he looks at him, points to his chest where he's got a badge saying KS and slowly walks out as if they're in a fucking secret society and the guy knows exactly what he's up to. And then poor Allison walks into the bathroom, sees the chair back in the shower again and thinks that Meg is back to her old ways. So she pulls back the curtain, but inside is actually Nikki. And that's where the episode ends. I fucking love this show, it's so funny. Episode 3, Mission. So, as you can probably tell from the title, this has a lot to do with a mission. The problem is that the guys aren't able to do a particular mission within the game, and it's a side quest as well, so they feel even more degraded by it. Meg thinks she may need to go see a doctor about what's going on, and Usman, however, is... Every time they fail the mission, he is taking a USB cord and whipping himself like the guy out of Da Vinci Code. You know, Paul Bettany, as in the vision from the MCU. So the next day, they sit down and talk to Alison, and this is Meg and Nikki. They are both overreacting because all of a sudden, they now think that because they cannot complete this mission, they've both got Parkinson's. Now, it's not something to laugh about, and it's certainly not something to make fun of, but this is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. They can't play the game, and therefore they must have one of the worst things to happen to someone. 
It's fucking stupid that that's where their minds went, but hey-ho, they couldn't complete a mission on a game that they've been playing for 14 years, so it must be that. And then, of course, they're competing about who has the worst case of Parkinson's. It's fucking ridiculous. But due to the frustration within the mission, they get even more frustrated when Alison tells them that she's going to be out tomorrow, and at some point during the day, the boiler man's going to be coming round. So they are apoplectic about this and essentially call her selfish to essentially call her selfish for wanting the boiler to work in their flat so they have heat (laughs) and hot water. There's such fucking children, but God, they make me laugh. So it seems that this mission is really fucking them over and they just cannot get anywhere near through it. They keep dying at the same point every time. And it's just basically like Groundhog Day now. But when they mention Groundhog Day, Russell, who is also on the team... Oh, by the way, Russell has now given Nicky back his character. Russell's in the game and he tells them that he's never seen Groundhog Day because he doesn't like movies. And then he lists about eight movies that he's only ever seen. And then he mentions that the woman that he's staying with wanted to put one on the other night and he just wasn't bothered. At which point... They're all shocked because they didn't know that he was staying with anyone. And it sounds like he's been kidnapped. Because <laughs> he's so innocent. He'd been kicked out by his mum. He got picked up by his Uber driver to go to his friend's house. But instead, she took him back to her house. And for the last couple of days, all they've done is she's made him food and they've had sex. And he's been there for four days. <laughs> this poor guy. How he gets out of bed in the morning, I don't know. Especially now. Usman, however, is meant to be putting together furniture and doing several tasks because he and his wife have been going to therapy and it turns out that if these tasks aren't done, that his wife is potentially going to be leaving him because she's not happy with the way that he is and obviously with everything with his game, she's just probably had enough by now. And the fact... Last week he was hiding in the fucking shed. Back in the flat though, Nikki and back in the flat though, Nikki and Meg have had to answer the door to the workman and that he's doing exactly what they thought he would. He's just kind of every time he does something, he's showing them what he's done. Just trying to like show off his handiwork. Which he's a handyman, so you know. But it's mainly Nikki who he's showing him round. It's only when Meg comes out of her room to go to the bathroom, she actually meets him for the first time, and straight away she is smitten and does the unthinkable, because all she's done so far is preach about how you don't give him a cup of tea, and now she has offered him a drink. Nicky, however, is distracted anyway because he doesn't want to play the mission anymore. The girl that he likes has come back online, and so now he is essentially stalking her but he ends up coming up against the wall of other characters because they are apparently her groupies now she has done the same tactic to a lot of guys and now they just follow her around the game every time she comes on they've also stalked her enough that they've found her on instagram and sent nikki the link of what she looks like they've never met her in real life they don't even talk to her they're just hanging round, hoping that she'll notice them. So Nikki outs Meg to Alison and basically tells Alison that 
she has a crush on the guy who fixed the boiler. And Alison basically tells her that she doesn't think she has the guts to go after someone like that. So instantly Meg has her back up. And she's like, I, I could totally be normal and pull this guy. But it turns out when the boiler man turns up again, at first she starts off really well, just being casual and chilled out and really like, okay, she's doing all right, she's doing all right. And then, and then she offers to make him breakfast. And instead of just doing something normal, <laughs> she makes him a seven egg breakfast. And does like a boiled one, a poached one, a fucking two egg omelette. It's ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, she's the one who has then f- fucked up the boiler by hitting it with a can of beans to ensure that this guy had to come back. So after a while, she's told Nikki that she's got this killer line that is guaranteed to work. And it's essentially that she asks, Since you're so good with the plumbings of a building, what are you like with the plumbings of a woman? It's such a cringe line, but also made me laugh so hard. She's fucking ridiculous. And she just ends up going further and further down the fucking rabbit hole with it. It's fucking painful to watch. All this time, Nikki is shouting out for Meg because he needs help within the game. At this point, he is getting the shit kicked out of him because the female character Daisy has actually talked to him and it's made all the other guys jealous within the game and it turns out that the character of Daisy is actually portrayed by Rose Matafeo who is prominent New Zealand comedian on the British circuit and fucking love Rose Matafeo she's so cool but yeah so he has essentially got the shit kicked out of him in game even though they've made a proper connection now him and Daisy. Usman has now upgraded the USB cord for a SCART cable and as they continue to do this bad mission he ends up whipping himself harder and harder with this fucking SCART cable and you just know that's gotta fucking hurt. Like I've hit myself before with a USB cable just by accident and then all of a sudden He's got this thick scart cable and he's whipping himself with it, doubled over as well. So it's got hurt and you just, he's wince inducing every time he does it. Fucking Russell though. (laughs) Russell. He is now trapped in this house and the guys hear a dog barking and he tells them that, yeah, it's really disturbing, especially when we have sex because this dog is just doesn't like Russell whatsoever. And the guys turn around and say, well, you're having sex with the dog? And he's like, no, when we have sex, the dog has to watch. And he'll sit outside this gate while we're having sex. And he just watches, but he doesn't like it when I'm on top or even when I'm like behind her. So now I just have to lay there and just take it. And and they're basically saying that not only has the woman got him trained well, but the dog has as well. Fucking, he's so innocent. Eventually they work out the best way to finish this mission. They know that if they send out a character into the light, that this shark monster will attack and will kill everything that's in the light at the time that it appears on screen. So they sacrifice Russell, because of course they do, because that's all they ever do. Essentially, throw him to the wolves, or shark in this case. 
and when they do, they manage to run past and complete the mission. So finally, after all this time, the mission is now complete. Nikki thanks Meg for her help in getting away from those weirdos, as he calls them. And then Alison comes knocking on Meg's door, and she hands her a note saying, This has been left for you. And on the note it says, I'm a bit weird too. And then it's Greg's number. Now, again, I forgot how funny this series is and it just cracks me up as I'm sat watching it and I'm just forgetting the little details. I've only seen it once before. I will grant you that. But I saw it maybe six months ago and it's just hilarious. It's so funny. And I'm a little bit gutted now that they haven't done a third series. I think a third series would have been enough just to get over the line. But the fucking two of them are so, so good. And I genuinely cannot wait to get into the last three episodes. Because obviously we've got developing relationships now for both the lead characters. And I'm not sure what's happening with Alison's fella, but they all might end up being in relationships at this point. But it's nice to see that they're going to introduce a few more characters and just see how things go. But we've got three episodes left, and that is going to be covered in episode eight of the podcast. So it's going to be a short one today, but I am excited to go through the finale with you guys. And I just cannot wait to get into it. I'm literally going to be recording it after this, but I'm so giddy about this series it's so such a good series and i really hope you guys can go out there and watch it if you can it's on channel four or on all four i believe so get out there go watch it it's really really funny that's it for today i hope you're all doing well and i'll speak to you soon bye well that's all for now, amigos. If you manage to make it to the end of my ramblings, thank you. And if you want to rate, share, subscribe, comment, it's all appreciated. Until next time.